Welcome to Craggy Island Rugby, the Grenoble edition. Uh, we're in departures uh, at the gate. Uh, I've counted at least 33 people here with Connacht tops on. There could be even more Connacht fans on here. They did announce at the gate that they wanted people to check bags into the hold because there's, the flight is so full. There's no room for anyone. There's a, there's a Leon flight as well. There's also a Swiss Air Geneva flight, which is the team and your dad. And my dad, yeah, and a few other fans on that one too. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to this one. Yeah, we got a Connacht Clan committee here as well. You were just mentioning that there's a couple of people who have even been in Krasnyarsk, friends of William. Oh, we don't talk about Krasnyarsk. We call them whatever they were, the 14 apostles or something. <laughs> we remember forever. Anyways, yeah, we're looking forward to this. I suppose the next time we hear a recording, it'll be you and William in Grenoble, because you're there a day ahead of me. I'm staying in Geneva. And maybe you'll find people to talk to who are interesting beyond yourself. Well... It'll definitely be more interesting than me. That wouldn't be hard. Hey, that's been harsh. Even I didn't go that far. Right, that's it for part one. Indeed, indeed. We'll talk again soon. So we're, we're, we're on the, the Bastille here looking over Grenoble and I've got the Fleetwood family who are, who are mad rugby supporters. I'll, I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Patricia. Hi, I'm Fabian. Hi, I'm Maya. Hi, I'm Caleb. And I'm Owen. Okay, you guys, you guys are all dressed up in the gear, and I even even see the, the Green Lantern gear here as well, which is uh, I know is highly sought after. I know a lot of adults were looking for that top. Um, you guys do a fair bit of travelling, I believe. You you go to a few away matches. This is our sixth time in France following Connacht, oh, and, we, right. and we're on a winning streak. Oh, that's good to hear. Oh, it's going to continue tonight. Well, I'm, I'm the same as my my third trip to France. I go. I normally do the the. the I, I only get normally to the Pro 12 games, but it's my third trip to France, and I haven't lost yet either. So, what are you guys expecting? You, you expecting us to win tonight? Yeah, we win. We will win. Oh, that's good. No. Yeah, we win. Oh, Maya was a bit doubtful there. Oh. They win by three points. That's pretty definite, and Mum. We'll get the bonus point. <laughs> well, that's bonus points. I've counted these rounds. I'm, I'm sure. Well, hopefully we will, and it'll be a good game. But it's, it's certainly a, it's a fantastic view here. It's a pity the clouds are a, a little bit low, because I believe you can see Mount Blanc on a good day. But um, is this one of your favourite spots? Well, I think so. We're just now looking over the stadium where I think there will be a high-scoring game tonight, and it's going to be good for Connacht. So. Let's go, Connor. Yeah, great to see such good support. Allez les verts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's 20 past seven on game day. The sun has now decided to shine. Temperatures have risen a little bit. There's people already heading into the ground. There's there's quite a few of their fans around. It's uh, there's a real buzz starting, William. Yep, there is. There's a there's a real feel that this is something a bit bigger than perhaps we've had in other European trips this year. There's there's a real atmosphere around. Everybody knows it's on. Plenty of people from both sides, so it's getting rolling. Obviously, a very late kickoff by our standards, five past nine. Um, but that's France for you. 
Indeed, but it's still only five past eight in Ireland, so it's not that late. We had kickoffs a quarter to eight before. Okay. Rob, you're ready to rock. So I'm looking in one direction. I see a mountain. I think, oh, there's a mountain that overlooks the town. Then you turn the other direction, and there's another mountain that overlooks the town. This is quite a spectacular wee city, as you've seen for yourself today, and people will have heard in the previous segment. But anyways, yeah, it does look like a proper rugby ground, like the kind of stuff that you know, ten years ago, if we had thought we're going to be involved in games and stadiums like this, French rugby will move on as much as has moved on. Connacht rugby will moved on as much as. Moved on. This is what it's all about. Let's hope it continues this way. It's not necessarily guaranteed long into the future if they don't get everything right. But right now, rugby's in a good place when you see stadiums like this. Lindley, have you anything you want to add at this point to the proceedings? Well, it's certainly a different stadium to the one that Connacht played in in 2005 and one. And it was quite windy earlier on today, but the wind has dropped. And I was actually talking to Andrew Farley earlier today when he came up to the team hotel, and he said that don't worry about the weather or the wind because the stadium is very enclosed so there's no excuse for you know good you know no one to play good open running rugby okay it's 50 minutes to kick off and we're, we're inside this magnificent stadium there's, there's quite a few people in here and uh, this, the excitement is still building yeah, it really is. The music's going, fans are drifting in slowly. It's a magnificent stadium. We've got a view of mountains all around the ground. We can see the cable car station where we were earlier on today. It's just very different. It's an enclosed stadium, and this place is going to be jumping come kickoff time. Yeah, they, they, they had that guard of honour. It went halfway around the stadium. It was just amazingly long and people are very excited and we're going to have dancing girls and everything yeah dancing girls are getting ready down the corner sorry I didn't expect you to team me up like that fair enough yeah they're there and I, I, I've taken note and I, I'm looking forward to that but more, more importantly the pitch is looking good solid it's really good actually uh, the view is incredible here in terms of the pitch never mind the spectacular mountains behind us and and William will attest to this as well so far our line is working and that is good we're happy let's hope it stays that way we're waiting for it to go now the clock gets going and we're underway again with a throw for McCartney a little bit of movement is going towards Delan he's at the back one wins it cleanly uncontested into the middle of the field to O'Leary Andrew Brown smash my word Grenoble have done their homework on that move that's for sure ball to Connacht though trying to work a short channel with not a lot of room coming around is Annie Pullman he was off his own wing and he came around on a looping run that was good Connick mixing it up in the back line you're into the 10 metre line in the Grenoble half Sean O'Brien dances jigs left right comes back into contact and he just shove off the tackle as well as only he can the young man showing all of his experience at this stage here's Andrew Brown Bundiaki what's outside him he goes way wide that's dangerous but it works Matt Healy has a bit of space Healy's away the Adil Oaken on his shoulder Healy making 30, 40 metres gives it to Adil Oaken he's in for a try that is absolutely fantastic Fantastic. Brilliant piece of rugby. Absolutely fantastic. Aki made, you know, that, that, that's what Connacht are all about. Aki looked, realised it was a dodgy, uh, dodgy thing he could be doing. Really risky to make that pass and he still went for it. And because he went for it, he went over the winger on the far side. Uh, Healy took the ball, sprinted down the field, had one man to beat, drew the full back and let, uh, let Adi Loken in. But it actually started with a, an issue here where, as you say, Danny Pullman came off his wing, realised it was a problem and came back around which gave us front football that we weren't going to get. Fantastic piece of play from Pullman. William, what a start for Connacht here as we wait for the conversion. Brilliant start. Andy made sure he got round to make the conversion as easy as possible. Uh, getting width on the ball, and that silenced the crowd a little bit. I think it's a, it's a bit of a surprise for them. We look better with ball in hand. They've had a couple of knock-ons. So we, we seem more confident playing that offloading game. 
uh, the breakdown area. They're they're big men, but this this is the start we want. Here goes Shane O'Leary for the conversion. It's pretty straightforward, and he struck it well, and it's over the bar. Ballon qui reste dans le terrain. Ili. Ili. Ili face à Nemani. Il va les rendre Nemani. Ili à l'intérieur. Marmion. Marmion qui navigue. Qui cherche le soutien. Et là, il y a le soutien. Avec O'Brien. O'Brien qui a donné pour Maldoun. Maldoun qui est pris. Quelle erreur de Nemani. Marmion. Marmion pour O'Leary. Il a pas son pied. Pour Encho. Encho en deuxième essai. Et bien voilà. C'est une équipe de haut niveau. Parce que les erreurs, on les paye cash. Ouais, c'est très efficace et puis ils viennent jouer un petit peu sur sûrement. Euh... To throw into the line out, Tom McCartney. It's a full Connacht line out. A little bit of movement maybe in the front. And it's gone towards the middle perhaps. There's a lot of movement to disguise where it's going and it comes towards Andrew Brown. Quickly transferred to Conley and out to Marmion and now O'Leary back to Marmion. This is a real clever move as it comes all the way out to Healy. Oh, what a step that Healy's away again. One pass to the Eddie Logan. Another try for Connacht. Connolly, just Marmion, Marmion, O'Leary, O'Leary, Marmion, c'est bien fait. Le ballon pour Healy. Healy, à l'extérieur, Adi Logan. Et voilà, troisième essai. L'Irlandais à Grenoble, c'est un coup de tonnerre. Face à une équipe du Connacht joueuse, imaginative, précise et incisive à l'image d'Odeo Locono. Conversion is on the touchline on the right-hand side for a right-footed kicker. If he gets this, it could lift him over the line. Listen, look the crowd behind the goal, like it! They lead by a point! They think they're going to win it now, and why wouldn't they? John Cooney, the replacement scrum half. <laughs> Where's that quiet crowd we were talking about? For yeah, it's gone now. It's gone now. I think, I think John Cooney at the start of the season might have been about ninth in the pecking order of kickers. He now places himself in front of a kick just inside the 22, six metres to the right of the sticks. To put Connick back in front. Cooney! Oh, he likes it! Connick have got it! Connick are back in front! 73rd minute! And they've answered Grenoble! They just will not go away! This is an amazing game of rugby. My God, my heart. I don't know if my heart's going to be able to handle much more of this. It's just not on. It's about five, six minutes since the game is finished, and Grenoble have won by one single point. They're getting, they're just finishing their lap of honour. What a game of rugby, William! Yeah, it was a brilliant game of rugby. There's a bit of a feeling of emptiness at the end of it. Uh, Connacht contributed so much to it. It was unfortunately the 14 points in the yellow card absolutely killed us. We had the game nearly won, um, but they took that chance. And then we kicked the penalty to go in the lead, and 
beautifully worked drop goal by uh, Grenoble to win it. Tough night. They're going to have to recover very quickly from that. Yeah, just going to say, I'm going to shoot down and get some interviews now, but um, yeah, gut feeling is you can't ask for any more from them. Didn't really have an out half on maybe to get a drop goal at the end. Could have got someone to try it, but sure, I mean, we'd be criticising them if they made a hash of it, why didn't you just go for a try? I can't, I can't find any criticism. No, there's nothing to criticise. They did everything. They, they scored more tries. They scored the best tries. Yeah. Um, they just weren't quite able to hold out. They almost got to the end of the sin bin with only one try against them, and they didn't quite, and that was killed. It. And then the, the conversion by Wisniewski from the far touchline was just world-class. Like, you look at the crowd and the noise, the, the, the fans that were here tonight from Connacht and the noise they made. What's it going to be like at the weekend? It's going to be fantastic. It is going to be a phenomenal atmosphere, and it's going to be another sellout crowd. It's already sold out, but uh, it's still going to be a big mental challenge to come up from that. But I think they're capable of doing it. In years gone by, I would have said no, but I think they, I think they can do it. I'm not saying they will, but uh, we look at the injuries as well and see who's ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. Rob might find out a little bit about that because it certainly looked like Kieran Marmion was struggling at the end. But hopefully, we won't have too many injuries, and we'll have a. A good, fit, solid team to play against Munster next week and the guys can get themselves up and hopefully the crowd will get behind them because they deserve every bit of the support that, you know, is is coming their way. Hey, great commentary, lads, right? But I've just spotted. it. I was going through a commentary there, craving a bit of sugar. I I never even noticed you offering me a fruit pastille. William has a whole set of packets over there. He's a stash of fruit pastille. And I've got a lot of food on my side as well. Well, like, hang on. Who, who's who's been commentating for Christ knows how many years, and you can't put your own get your own food? I bring my team. That's why I select the best guys around me. You let me down, guys. That's all I'm saying. I'm give me the recording after this interview. I'm taking over. In the future, I'll just put the fruit pastita straight in your mouth when you're uh, in the <laughs> On that bombshell. Pat, uh, Bernard Jackman, full of praise for Connick there. Why wouldn't he be? Everyone will be after a defeat like that. But I don't know how much he can take from it. It must be heartbreaking as well. Yeah, it is. You know, obviously very disappointed we didn't get the result, but uh, extremely proud of these guys. I mean, I, I sat in the changing room while the boys were out there, and, you know, I was obviously deflated. And then I just started to reflect on the week we've had um, and, uh, you know, a lot of last-minute changes and... Um, if you, you know, obviously the travel and that, and then I just go, geez, I'm proud. I'm just proud of these guys, you know, like they, a uh, few guys out of position and we're right down to bare bones in some positions and, geez, they just keep giving it. And, you know, we, we, we'll be disappointed when we go on Monday because there'll be a couple of details that we didn't quite nail and there's an opportunity when we're 13 points up and, and we didn't execute what we'd done at training. And, and when we saw it, we would have scored a couple, but I knew at 13 we just need to get one more score and that could kill them off and, Fair play to them. You know, I said before the game that with two teams of mindset, is you know they'll they'll keep coming back, and they got some real quality there. And um, you know, boys out on their feet trying to keep them out. And, and then when when they obviously the yellow card didn't help us. And um, but when they went ahead um, with the drop goals, a lot of composure. And, and you know, and obviously Dennis did a thing, got on it, and we got back a lead. But we just. You know, I thought we may, we should have kept the ball at the end there, and we won. I think everyone always tells us to kick it out, but we, we kicked the ball out. They scored. We kicked the ball out, and they scored. So um, there's, uh, you know, it's maybe just backing it when, when it's really when it really counts. The big thing we'll all be curious about is how are you going to refocus? I mean, oh, you'll have players coming back, but you don't want this to fester in the players' minds. Oh, it won't. It won't. I think uh, that's. I mean, we've had these situations before. You know, during the Christmas break, 
Uh, boys already talked about it now. You know, we, you know, we we just take our learnings from it. Where this this competition is now over, we can't bring it back and um, take take. We'll just go and dissect the game and and um, and then we'll go straight into Munster. We're looking forward to it. Sports ground. Um, we know we've got three games now to uh, to try and make that top four, and um, and you know we're. We just got to uh, get over it and uh, and get it. Well, we will get over it. We we just got to get back and get back into it. Post game section of the podcast. It's about quarter past midnight, and we're still in the Grenoble Stadium. French time. French time. Half yeah. past midnight French time. Room. Oh God! And uh, we have to get home, and we think we'll have to walk along a tram line to the hotel. Probably because there's no trams available, and it's the most direct route that I can see. Okay, so you just heard uh, the post-game interview with Pat Lamb. You're also hearing what is, uh, you know... Actual more. An actual, actual lawn more. As opposed to the thing that goes around the uh, sports ground, which I once referred to as a sand more, just for listeners of season one. Uh, but you've heard from Pat Lamb, so we're going to tee up some other audio, and then we're going to quickly sum this up. i uh, got loads of audio for you. So after the game, uh, Louise brought in two conic players. Let's roll one into the other, starting with Andrew Brown, finishing with Matt Healy. Andrew, uh, you've done 80 minutes in rugby matches before. That must have been an 80 minutes that I might find hard to forget because it was phenomenal. Yeah, I think and a lot of things contributed to that. I just think the atmosphere in the stadium was top class. You know, coming mm. to France, you kind of always get that real um, partisan crowd, you know, and like some the atmosphere throughout the game was, was class, like, uh, and just kind of stuff you love playing in. You couldn't hear your, yourself call it. Sometimes, you know, the lads had, I had to repeat liner calls, I don't know how many times out there. But yeah, it was, it was an open game. They play an open brand of rugby, we play an open brand of rugby, so it was always going to lead to, a, to a, an, an exciting game to watch and to play in as well. But, you know, certainly feeling it at the end there now, you know, there's a lot of kilometres kind of clocked up there now. But we're, we're obviously disappointed, but there's a lot of positives to take out of that game, you know, and we'll have a look at the video now Monday, see what we can improve on and move forward. Yeah, so I was trying to describe, like, it's, it's a low point in terms of disappointment. It's not a low point, obviously, in the season because you can take so many positives from playing one of the best games of the season that any Anyone seen in any European rugby? Absolutely, and it was uh, actually said it after the game, and we played the best European game last year as well against mm. Gloucester. Mm. You know, so we we're playing a very exciting brand of rugby, you know, and, and that's got, got us to where we are right now, you know. So we have to just kind of believe in that process and, and, and keep it going, you know. And uh, you know, we know we'll get the rewards from it. You're, you're going to be talking to the national journalists in a couple of seconds, and all they're talking about to Pat Lamb, all the French journalists are talking about, is how phenomenal this college rugby team is. Bernard Jackman spent three minutes talking about how incredible they are as a team. Like how much of stuff does, do you nearly need to start blocking that out because you want to do more than just be that team to play great rugby don't you we do yeah we, we want to win you know you know we want to we want to um, we want to get to you know we want to finish top six we want to we want to make top European competition next year um, so yeah that's what that's our next aim you know we go, we go back to the to the to the, the league next week you know and it's another massive match they're all big ones kind of from here on in you know but you know, <laughs> you know, we, you know, you kind of wear the press, you know, and we're, we're aware that we're kind of playing exciting rugby. But you know, it's 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 a good thing, you know. We're it's something we enjoy, we enjoy doing. It's, it's a nice brand of rugby to play, you know. And, and like I said, hopefully, you know, in the next week we can get rewards from it. Very disappointing today, but you know, we we'll, we'll, we still have our heads kept very high, you know. It was a, it was a you know, it was a great game to be involved in. So yeah, we look forward to next week. Looking at you out there today, I think it was one of the, your better games of the season. But you do seem to be really enjoying your rugby. Are you at a kind of a point right now, Andrew Brown, as near near some of the best rugby you played in years? 
I'd actually say I am, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you know, it's, um, I've had injury-hampered seasons, you know, in the past few years, you know, and I knew myself I wasn't playing up to my own standard, you know. And, you know, there's been injuries this year as well, but, you know, I just, you know, I just kind of... It's hard to kind of put your put my finger on it, you know what's what's um, what's led to you know the, this kind of improved brand of rugby I play this year. You know it's a, it's a good system to play in, so it kind of it nearly makes you look good, you know, you know, and uh, yeah, it's 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 quite a difficult one, you know, to pinpoint. But you know, I think I'm just enjoying my rugby. I'm enjoying training week in week out. I, I say my body feels the best it has done in years, you know. Um, even though I'm getting on now. And uh, so was you know, never mentioned in the question. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think I think it's come from the enjoyment. Um, if you enjoy what you're doing, you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be good at it, really. Yeah. So that's that's it. This man over here, Matt Healy, helps the enjoyment because when you win a lineup, you get call goes well, and all of a sudden you're looking across the field and they're sprinting in. I think it's even better when we lose a lineout. They marches with them all downfield, yes. and then we turn it over and he runs. And, you know, he makes a break again. He's unbelievable. He's got that X factor. You know, where you you you're like you get try and get the ball out to him. And you're nearly certain he's going to do something. He's going to break that first tackle. He's going to make some sort of line break that's going to stress their defence. You know, and we can be on the front foot because of that. You know, he's a joy to play with, and that's along with, you know, all the other exciting backs we have as well. You know, like Bundy, Robbie. You know, Knee, Fionn came on today. You know, you know, he's class again. I think it suits. I think the brand of rugby again suits the backs we have. You know, they're very exciting, and you know, they're obviously they showed it out there today. Um, hopefully, they can show it for the rest of the season as well. Matt, before we get on to the disappointment, I've got to say, everyone's talking about what an excellent performance you put in out there. Yourself, personally, it was an incredible effort. You must have loved coming into the line from fullback because there was gaps there and you took them. Yeah, well, look, the, the, the brand of rugby we're, we're trying to play at the moment and we are playing at the moment is, is very exciting. You know, we're scoring a lot of tries. Um, you know, we scored four tonight and, and four good tries, but... Again, to lose by that point is, is pretty heart wrenching. Um, you know, t- especially losing that fashion two years in a row, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. But um, we're going to have to address a couple of defensive issues, and you know, coughing up ball in that kind of uh, crucial areas of the pitch is, makes it pretty difficult for us. So, uh, leading into next week, that's going to be our primary focus. I think. Natural thing for people who don't play rugby at the high level is, is to try and look at the mental side of the game because we, we can't figure out some of the stuff you guys can do on a pitch, but we we can all figure out like we were we were nearly speeches in the commentary at the end of that game like how do you how do you get your head around going into a huddle how does John Muldoon even find the words for you well I think you know looking at Connacht and the history of it there's a, certainly a massive culture of of resilience and uh, you know we've seen that in, in the last few games uh, in our defence it's just it's just a culture and um, it's it's how the lads are addressing training you know there's a ruthlessness about it and that you know I suppose we can learn from the past and we can learn from tonight and you know, I think Mo said at the end of the game. You know, you hold your head high, but you feel it in the belly, and you know you bring that into next week. It's all to play for in the Pro 12. So we're certainly going to come out on Monday in training and you know focus fully on Saturday against Munster. Me, Adio Loken, he's playing some great rugby now. Is it great for you to see the lads around you grow as well and see their confidence grow with the rest of the team? Mm, yeah, well, I suppose another massive team this year and Pat will probably say it himself is bringing those young guys through and mm. he and well he's, he's not one of the kind of younger fellas mm. he's he's certainly been working unbelievably hard he's obviously a, a serious raw talent and he's got some serious speed but he's been working unbelievably hard in training and so I'm delighted to see him uh, coming away with two tonight Fullback Fullback yeah no I enjoyed it yeah. um, 
I think it's been two two starts at fullback this season, and I finished a few at, at fullback. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's quite similar to to winger. Um, Is that in terms of the way Connick play, the way you switch a lot and come into the line? Yeah, well, it's. It's certainly conducive to that sort of play. You know, there's a lot more space at fullback to, to kind of pick when you're coming into line. And um, but the way we play is, I suppose anyone can fit in those sort of positions. And you know, it was quite an open game. We knew it was going to be an open game, and uh, and it certainly was that. Uh, there's a lot of tries, but um, yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, it's a bit of space and you know more running for me. So the way Pat worked it out there was one one win guarantees the top six. Mm. Two wins probably guarantees the semi final. Three mm. wins, and you can look forward to a home semi final. Will you? think about it that way as usual get back to the processes absolutely yeah it's uh, it's next game focus and that's been Pat's team and our team ever since he's arrived um, and that's the way it has to be you know next week is is not going to be an easy task Munster are uh, coming off you know some, some good performances and some good wins recently so um, you know derbies are, are never going to be easy and we're going to have to pick ourselves up and it starts tonight and Monday looks like the muscles are at you maybe you need to get some sugars into you so I better let you off here <laughs> no worries, no worries. Today. cheers thanks That was Matt Healy. Before him, Andrew Brown. Got a chance to really ask Andrew about how his career is going because like last, tonight in the last few minutes he was doing some crucial work right to the very end. He's been a key component and he's profiting off this new system, this new energy, all these young players. Did I introduce Lindley McKenzie? Here she is in the podcast. Did I do that there? I didn't. Did. Doing it now. Yeah, uh, doing it now. There you go. Oh, Stop laughing. Well now, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's how it works, Andrew. <laughs> oh, live? Craggy. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew's on the podcast. You're going to you're gonna hear from Andrew a little bit later in the podcast. <laughs> Maybe at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three kids now, mother of God. You'll hear from Andrew Fardy a little bit later. Uh, Lindley, Andrew Brown, we were just talking about him. Yeah. Andrew, uh, yeah, he's, he's, it's hard to believe that he has been with us for 10 years. I suppose it was always Damien who was sort of a, the, the old brother and Andrew was the little brother. But now, you know, Andrew's really come into his own. He was converted from a, from a flanker to, to, to a second row. He's developed hugely. He, I think he epitomises the, 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 the conic the Connacht's kind of ethic and, and the culture, you know, very much so. And, you know, he's, he's probably one of the, you know, would be seen as one of the elder statesmen in many ways because of his, because of his length of time there. And, you know, look, for, for someone like, you know, not just for the entire team, but for someone like Andrew who's been with us so long, you know, losing tonight is obviously, is obviously very heartbreaking and a bitter pill to swallow. But, but I think... Everyone like Andrew is is still growing. Every single member of the team is still growing. And as Andrew said tonight, you know, they'll go back, they'll they'll look at the videos, they'll see what they did wrong, see where they can improve. Um, and you can't you can't sort of criticise them that much that much. To, I said, thank God it's finished. I'm more <laughs> you, can't criti- you can't criticise players like that, you know, or any other team tonight for the effort that was put in in an absolutely thrilling game played at such pace that you know it, it was actually breathtaking in in many ways to watch. So I think you know people like Andrew and Matt Healy who was who was definitely growing you know day by day and look at him I mean a second match at fullback tonight did extremely well and has a has a huge future there but like that you know this everyone is still learning there is every we also no matter how old we are we still make mistakes and you know um yeah it's it 
it's, it's a, it was a difficult loss, but you know, you, I think they'll 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 pick themselves up and they'll go, you know, all full out next week against Munster. It was funny just thinking Michael Corcoran was in behind us, friend of the podcast, um, was in behind us finishing <laughs> off his <laughs> finishing off his. Uh, He's our RPE. first friend of the podcast too. I love it. <laughs> finishing off his his uh, report for RTE, and he, he made the point that you know when they when they write the history of European rugby, this game deserves a whole chapter all by itself. It was such a magnificent game of rugby, and. If you look at it, you can break it down. I've been trying to think, what was the difference? Why did we lose? Why, why did they win and we lost? They had uh, international out half and we didn't. And that's no, that's no reflection on Shane. I thought he played quite well, made a couple of mistakes, but he'd never been in a situation like this. I'm not sure he's ever played in front of that many people before. Um, I thought he did, he did well considering the situation, but they had a, an international out half. We're talking about Brzezinski for another cap. That's what uh, Bernard Jackman offered it up. And then Andrew Farley clarifies that. You're going to hear that a little bit later in the podcast from the point of view of during their Argentina tour, the French Championship will be finishing. So he's a really good shot at it. Linda, you were going to say something there as well. Yeah, obviously, look, they had, uh, they had that extra little string to their bow in, in, that, in that form of the out half. And I think it was Andrew, Bra- Bra- uh, Andrew Farley who explained that that move... That last, the last play was totally rehearsed. Mm. They knew exactly what they were going to do. They kept playing to pulling the ball into the centre of the park to position him, and he knew exactly that's how they were going to win the game in the last five minutes. Mm. Yeah, it was very obvious that that's what they did, and they did it exceptionally well. Uh, it's something that we don't do at all. We never drop goals. I don't think we've dropped a goal this season. I'm open to correction on that. No, Lindy was about to correct you, and then went, "No, I don't. I won't do it." But that's not taking anything away from a fantastic performance, brilliant game of rugby, uh, high speed, high intensity. Uh, Both teams can be very proud of the show they put on. We knew it would be a shootout. We didn't perhaps think it would be as good as that. But it's tough when you come out on the wrong side of it. But they've just got to take what they can from it, which they will. There's plenty of positives. They'll look at the negatives. They've said that themselves. And then just go again next Saturday. They've no choice. I mean, next Saturday just rolls round, and they've got they've got to be ready. Okay, so we have enough time to talk about that in a couple of minutes. But Andrew Farley walked by a few seconds ago. Absolute conic legend, captain for so many years. Was on the field on another heartbreaking moment for Carrick, which we mentioned that famous time when we got within inches of a European final. But for Will Greenwood, oh, that came up in the conversation. I think I brought it up as well. Andrew Farley. Connacht rugby legend in your day, manager for Grenoble now, bit of a legend here too. You're captain for a couple of seasons here, three years here. Uh, your first thoughts on a 33 32 thriller? All I can say was absolutely a crazy match. Like, uh, I haven't seen a match like that for a long, long time. And I was in the professional game for 15 years, and, and the last 10 minutes felt like I lost five years of my life. Um, but just the, the spirit that the game was played, and I mean played by as in both teams trying to play the whole game until the 80th minute was amazing. And uh, the patience of the players in defence and attack and the discipline was just amazing. Can you believe how well your team reacted to being down 13 points on two occasions? Because like, we've got to talk about Grenoble for a second first before we get into Connacht. There's such character in this team and that must be something that you guys in the management team must be so proud of. Yeah, well, when Connacht scored first, um, I was sitting next to our assistant video and I said, here we go again. The last two games in a row, we've been behind after the first 10 minutes. last three games in a row we've been behind. Um, it seems like um, we always have to slip up or a little bit in the first moments of the game really to get that hunger and that fight to fight till the end, mm. if that makes sense. Um, 
But tonight was just, uh, as I said, and I'm going to say it again, it was a crazy match, but the, the quality from both teams to hang in and fight till the death was amazing. I looked at you when I was commentating, you were sitting on the steps beside the management team when Connick got that try after halftime. I think Grenoble fans, and certainly you guys, thought you had Connick figured out to some degree at that point. Certainly, as you said, when you, when you do a ball like that, you think it's going to lead to something better than a try against that. Exactly, exactly. But if anyone knows the spirit of Connick, it's yeah. myself, <laughs> and, and I know um, that the Connick team and the Connick spirit is never ever dead until yeah. the 80th minute. Yes, there was parts in that game where I thought Grenoble were, were gone, but to credit to the players that were out there, they kept fighting and fighting until the end. And uh, the drop goal from Jonathan Moneski, I thought he was outstanding tonight. His individual try at the start yeah. to spark things too, spark the revival was amazing too. Bernard's talking about him for France, possibly. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him get a go. It's been a few years where he's been knocking on the door. Yeah. Um, I think this season's a chance for him because they're going to Argentina during the phase final, as we um, call it here during the final series. So there will be some key players missing. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's an opportunity for him. And um, the last two weeks he's performed extremely, three weeks performed extremely well for us. And then Connick, the skill set. So we know about resilience in Connick teams. We know you used to be in some of the big fights. You came within inches of Challenge Cup final when you were playing against Hardikins in that famous day. I don't want to remind you about Will Grimwood. Will Grimwood, yeah. I remember losing the line out on out on the attacking 22. Ball went over the back. I think it was about 15 phases later. Um, Will Greenwood just casually with his class and experience just dotted down in the right-hand corner. Um, to take the game away from us. Um. But this is the difference. So Connacht were here. People forget this now in this new wave of Connacht. The Connacht have been good before, and you were part of some really, really good Connacht teams. This one, this team is not, is not just good, though. It's different. It seems to be changing I, the way I, rugby's I think played. this team's different in the sense that they're fighting in both the league and uh, in Europe, mm-hmm. where before, yes, of course, we fought in the league, but we didn't see the results that this team's seen now. But in Europe, we always had that as our little golden egg that we used to to bite into and we used to hold on and we used to fight and fight and fight and that's where we used to get our publicity, that's where we used to get our respect and that's where people used to know us Mm. you know, so um, what I'm saying about this team is that they're doing it in both leagues and I know that's extremely difficult Um, you have to have a strong solid squad, you have to have a good spirit and you have to have that fight Comic fans were making brandy noise there. Did you catch up with any of this weekend? I've caught up with a few of them. I was in town this morning having a coffee and I bumped into a couple of old faces. So that was really nice and always, and not only Conic fans, but the sporting Irish public, always fantastic supporters, always following their teams and always happy to, to have a beer. But we're hoping that you're going to be in the Champions Cup next year um, and who knows, you might end up in our group as well and we can. that'd be nice to get you back to going. Let's hope, let's hope. It was lovely to visit at the start of the year for, during the pre-season, brought back a lot of memories, very emotional time for me. So I'd love to do it again. Definitely like to take the family back there too. Well, everyone's wishing you luck in the next round. Thank you very much. Cheers. Andrew Farley, absolutely. Uh, gentleman to spend the time chatting to us before he went home. Um, as you know, he didn't go home at that point, though, because, you know, he was here while we were recording this, which again gets back to the time-space continuum stuff that we said we wouldn't get into ever again, and now I'm bringing this in. William! Bernard Jackman came into that press conference. His first words were, sorry to all the Irish journalists. I'm sorry about that game. He, he actually said, and he misspoke, he said, I'm sorry we won that, but he, he meant it as in, I apologise, as opposed to, he's sorry won, but like, this is a big day for him as well, and it's a big day for his club, but just for him personally too. 
Yeah, I think I think it is. I think they, they, they probably needed it because they are in the lower reaches but not in any danger in the top 14. Mm. Uh, apparently the attendances have been dropping a little bit. Well, they had 14,000 people in here tonight and every single one of them, and that includes the Connick fans, was extremely uh, up for it. <laughs> there was, what an atmosphere! It was a phenomenal atmosphere. It's a brilliant stadium. It's the ideal small stadium it's it's not uh, stayed and it's not dead and everybody's close to the action and they all got stuck in straight away and went for it Bernard was talking actually about about the fact of how vital it was for this club at this juncture in in their history and he's something that he said he's been working on for two years he was talking about having to balance the books here in in, in France mm. and he was saying that this is actually quite a momentous victory for them in the sense that as you said William, that the crowds are dropping. He's looking now forward to even next week because he's got three home matches in remaining in the top 14. Still? Yeah. Still? Still. Yeah. After a load of home matches already? Yeah. yeah. Three home matches, I think. Wow. He's got cast. Uh, cast is a big one because I think they can Toulouse, close the gap. Yeah. They still have a, a look at Yeah, and Toulouse, and I'm not sure of the third one. And he was saying that that is now going to draw the crowds. It's going to galvanise the crowds to come back in. He also now has his eye on Lyon for the final because he said the entire town mm. will descend on their, on their neighbouring town for this and he's, and he's looking at it more like 14,000 tonight he's looking at getting it bigger and bigger and bigger and he says it's absolutely possibly they needed it so much to win this match OK so you're going to hear from Bernard Jackman just when he walked into the press conference which was really really raw audio as he just sat down and, and chatted to us in fact it was a French journalist back there I asked the first question four more questions in English came at him she was not happy <laughs> at this <laughs> English speaking takeover and then you'll hear a little joke as he uh, what was it tray, what was the word the, French, the players were slagging Bernard about one of his phrases he must be using all the time like trait content or something but they were slagging off his French a little bit but he spoke very well in French too and after that the reason why I'm linking this up is you also hear him talk about Matt Healy in the, in the wider pool press conference after. It's some great, great quotes about Matt Healy. So have a listen to that at the end. First of all, what a shootout, Bernard. That was, was that everything you, you expected? Uh, listen, I think that um, Connacht aren't a team who are well-known in, in France. But I think tonight, the match was live on, on free to air, France 4. Um, tonight, they showed France and probably the rest of Europe what we saw when we analysed them. Um, they're a team who have made a massive amount of progress uh, for a young side I think their team are growing the team who believe in what they're, they're trying to achieve and uh, I feel I'm really sorry that we won tonight I'm very happy for us but I feel that uh, if Connacht had won the game there would be absolutely no regrets on my part um, Connacht did, did so much but just at the end um, probably our experience told and we were able to manage those last couple of minutes a little bit better. But that's normal. You know, we have guys like John Wazinski, uh, Sharon McLeod, um, uh, who have been around a long time. And, and also we had the home support, which were incredible. So it's very difficult to come to France and win. And Connacht did everything but. So, um, yeah, I'm, for us it's a huge statement. It's a huge win because, you know, we're trying to, trying to grow the club. And trying to create a culture and even though we made a lot of mistakes and we were put under pressure by the good play of Connacht I felt that for us it was important that we we won a tight game you know and we won a cup rugby which we haven't played a lot of so um yeah, it's a mixed emotions, but from our point of view, we're very happy, but uh, I really feel for Connacht. Have you ever been involved in the game or not? Unfortunately for us, most games are like that. Um, uh, we, we lost here to Racing 39-34, um, but that was, not, that was probably the craziest. Um, and we want to play, our philosophy is to play, but we don't want to be uh, 
it's called spectacular in French, but we, we don't want to be giving it every week. We'd like to have a little bit more comfort. But having said that, we're not going to change our philosophy in terms of attack. Um, we just need to we just need to be a little bit more accurate. But we'll get there. You know, it's a it's the second year of a of a of a new project. Um, and uh, it's typical cup rugby, and it's, it's the games in France are generally higher scoring. The, the players get caught away, carried away in the motion, and it can ebb and flow. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I hope everyone got their their money's worth. Uh, I think, as I said, uh, I think our, our, our halfbacks didn't have a better game than Connacht's, but at the very important moments, um, they controlled it really well, and that, that, that's probably what won us the game. How much extra satisfaction do you draw from this, given the days against? It's worse. It's actually team. no. I'd rather they were on the other side of the draw. And both of us get to a final. Um, honestly, when I, I really, I, I'm, I admire good rugby. So when I see Connor playing, um, and I know they don't have the resources that the others have. Um, but if young players, I, Matt Healy was in uh, DCU and he played games for me in DCU. And imagine how good he, like he was scoring three, four tries a game. But he was a guy who was lost, and now he's he was outside the system, and now he's a key man. You know what I mean? He was brilliant tonight. Our, all our players, the French guys, are saying. Who's that guy, Matt Healy? Because we said he hasn't played much of full-back. You know, potentially we can target that. He targeted us, you know. And, um, is he scrum half in DC? Yeah, he scrum half wing. Yeah, But like at that level, it, I mean, this is Wednesday rugby in college. You yeah. know, like he's playing against guys probably hung over and he was just electric. But what I like is the fact that guys like Nihi as well, you know, he was out of the system. Now they're, they're viable candidates in some stage to potentially be Irish players. Uh, and Connacht themselves are they're viable Candidates for a trophy, you know what I mean? Uh, okay, the Challenge Cup this year has gone for them, but no one wants to play against them. And in, in, I, I don't think in, in the locker stages, you know, I wouldn't like to play against them again anyway. Alan, before we do a uh, quick look forward to Munster and any other business, this is arguably the best European competition of the two of them this season. I mean, the other one has all the great teams, but they're all just big bulldozing teams where they bought every player on the planet uh, that they could buy. And oh, how can you get excited about teams that overspend the, uh, the rules? And This is the competition. Allegedly. Allegedly. Did, did I put that in there? <laughs> no, yes. well, you didn't now. We'll, we'll drop it in, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. I'd like to also say allegedly. Yeah, I suppose it, it. You know, rugby at when it gets up to the, the, the higher echelon of the game becomes a massive power game, and it becomes all about size and and speed. Challenge Cup, ain't that? And and yeah, this this was just highly highly entertaining. And with the score, I think it was thirty eight thirty to Harlequins over London Irish. That looks as though it might have been just as exciting a game. So yeah, it's a, it's a cracking competition. And the Newport Grand Dragons are Pro Twelve cousins. Well done, boys! Congratulations to them. What a win! Absolutely, yeah, yeah, oh. star men. And, and I'm gutted because it's the first time in six weeks I didn't tip them to win and <laughs> they go and win I think that's an incredibly incredibly important win for them for the season that they've had mm. um, and strangely enough Andrew Farley compare, you could almost compare that to what Andrew Farley said about Connacht when he played in his day yes that always sort of the the, 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 the league because we couldn't Connacht couldn't compete in the league as, as big as, as well as the bigger clubs that they could always turn it on for the Challenge Cup or the European competition and then it almost become the highlight of the year that Connacht would turn it on to make something of their season yeah. and I think that is, is, is very similar very similar to Newport Grand Dragons and I'm delighted that there is a, a Pro 12 team still in the competition William Munster uh, Can I just say something about the, the, the okay. Challenge Cup uh, I think it's worth noting Montpellier's matchday squad today had 16 South Africans out of 23. Mm. It's 10 Southern Hemisphere players here uh, started. And that does make an issue Mm. for French rugby, uh, where it's going, because they don't seem to want to develop their own players. Um, 
and it's you know I suppose that's that, that that's part of it long term. Uh, Munster next week, look, it's a huge challenge. They they should have beaten Leinster really. They made a couple of odd decisions. Bringing Ian Keatley on for uh, Johnny Holland seemed to, to derail their last little bit of play. They're going to be up for it. They have to win that game. So it's going to be another seismic full house. Typical Inter-Pro game. It won't be as open as this, I can assure you. It'll be nothing like this game. It'll just be tough, hard rugby. And uh, you will be. it'll be easier to call it when you see who's fit and who's available. Yeah, yeah, but like no better team to have for us to try and get up. Like you know, stick stick the monster one up there. The fact that you know we have a chance to beat them twice in the one season for the first time ever. Um, chance to win three inter inter provincials for the first time ever. There's a, there's a lot to play for, you know. And I think you worked it out that if we win two, we're two home games away from a final. You know, we win this one, get a win in Treviso, we're almost guaranteed a home semi final. Then you're looking at wow. We're, uh, we have a chance to get into a final still, which is which is the good thing after in in all this. Yeah, permutations technically, Connacht uh, if they can if they beat Treviso and beat Glasgow because it's Glasgow they're battling for their home semi final. It could be enough to get them a home semi final even if they don't beat Munster. So I really want to stress this. I'm nearly making my annual business. It is going to be a huge blow if they lose to Munster next week, but they get a week off. Do not write off the season if they do lose that game. You've got to stress that. We won't be talking to you again until after. Don't write it off because it's not gone. But we all know how important it is to win that game. Yeah, I think tonight's loss will actually galvanise Connacht even more. It will focus purely their attention on the Pro 12 now. Injuries are still are a major a major concern, obviously. Mm. Um, but obviously, we also have some players coming back from injury. We don't know Jay Keenan how his ankle is. Um, Jack Carty is is obviously I saw him training and, and taking kicking practice, so he's obviously and he's been given the all clear to resume contact training from his surgeon. So we do have we do have you know players coming back, but I think I'm. You know, we're we're not quite there yet, and as a result of not being quite there in the Pro 12, I actually think I'm 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 sure that this is totally going to galvanise them into actually putting everything into the last the last three matches. I was wondering, should we do any other business in the car tomorrow? Would that be silly? Yeah. Well, it would be because I won't be there. Yeah, so you're in the... That's what I was going to say. Okay, you're in the other business. William, William and Lindley are in the BMW tomorrow. You're not. Any other business for Alan Part 1. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to seamlessly just cut and you're going to hear the sound of a car on the motorway. Fair enough. My, my, and hungover people. I only have one item and it's um, to all the entertainment people out in the in the podcast world. Yeah. I said hello to Jason Isaacs last week but it seemed to get cut from the podcast and I'm just, you know, I'd like nonsense. to say hello to Jason Isaacs what? once again. It's definitely... It's, a, it's an any other business that has to stay in. It's, it's in now, yeah, yeah. Why did I cut out? You had four any other business last week. That's possibly why. Okay, so cut to car next morning. Right, we're in the car now. We've uh, made good progress. We're approaching Geneva, so we're doing the any other business. I'm going first. Uh, it's really just an observation on how good... The European rugby has been this weekend. There's been four really good quarterfinals in the Challenge Cup. There's been a couple of really good, tough games in the Champions Cup. So the death of European rugby is perhaps being oversold somewhat. I think after the World Cup there was just a mental breakdown to some extent up here. We were all analysing it too much. And European rugby's doing okay. But you should always be looking to improve. All right, my, my any other business is based on the fact that uh, 
two things. One, Alan wanted me to mention the average age of the teams yesterday. Big difference. I think uh, around 28 to 29, the Grenoble team, Connacht around 25. So that's worth noting. And I think Bernard Jackman mentioned that in his post-game comments as well. Uh, secondly, you're going to hear the sat-nav in a second because I think we have to split roads here. Geneva's on one way. Is that Chamnois on the other way? Chamnoui? Is that how you say it? Chamnois. Chamnois. The ski. We're not going skiing anyways. Yeah, we're in the outside lane. So I'm just going to move out there. Lindley, any final thoughts on the weekend? Lindley? It's a bit difficult while I'm holding this. Yeah, you're holding... Lindley's holding the recorder. William's presenting it. I'm driving. It's a whole other... I don't know if this was going to work. I wasn't sure it would work yesterday. I'm not sure it is working. But anyways, Lindley, final thoughts. Um, I'm looking forward to safely getting out. <laughs> out don't make here. it sound like it's dangerous. <laughs> no, um, disappointing weekend, but there's lots more to look forward to, I think. And I just hope that Connacht can scale the same heights that we've just scaled driving over these Alps. I know, and no snow here. And what we hear is it's snowing away back home. And now I have to get the ticket and just pay for the motorway. And I never really can figure this stuff out. Okay, so take it here. Yeah.